Today's show is sponsored by Anchor Podcast. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. And do you know why? The first reason is it's free. And number two, they have different tools that will allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so you don't have to create a profile on Spotify, Apple. All you need to do is record your program on your computer or your phone and Anchor will do the rest. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum audience. Try Anchor today. It's free and it's everything you need to start creating your podcast. Would you like to win and achieve success at what you do? Welcome to the Winner's Ways Podcast, where we create winners every day. And now, your host, the author of Winner's Ways book and life coach, Bola Alabi. Welcome, welcome, everyone. It's another time for Winner's Ways podcast. And in today's episode, it's all about lesson learned, where I'll be highlighting one of the books that has made tremendous impact in my personal life in a pretty major way. As you already know, at Winner's Ways, our goal is to empower you to win, we want to help you to win and succeed in your career, in your business, in your personal finance. So today I'm excited to share with you my five key takeaways from the book, The Richest Man in Babylon, a book written by George Clerson. If you know me very well, you'll know already that I enjoy reading a lot. I read mostly nonfiction books. And I focus mainly in five main areas. I read books from time to time, of course, such as uh, books on politics, on engineering, or technology books. But my four core areas of interest are on careers. I want to advance in my career, of course. On leadership, I want to be a better leader. On personal finance so that I can teach my audience about how to manage and handle their money. I love reading about spiritual or religious uh, book. I'm an evangelical Christian. I want to continue to develop a personal relationship with God. And I read about relationship so that I can learn how to manage my relationship, uh, especially with my spouse, uh, my wife, and people around me. I think everyone ought to be readers. I truly believe that readers are leaders because you can gain incredible amounts of information and knowledge that can help you in any specific area of your life through book. And you can gain uh, new perspectives. You can learn from people who are more experienced than yourself just by reading books. 
Indeed, in my opinion, book is crucial for your personal growth and development. And considering this, on this note, I will be starting a new tradition where I'll be sharing and revealing my reading list to you, uh, all my listener. The goal of this is to find more ways to serve you uh, and help you to succeed at what you do. Anyway, before I get carried away uh, with my love for book, let's get back to today's episode. Because today's episode is not really about my reading list. I just thought I should throw that out. Uh, hopefully, depending on my schedule, next episode, I may likely focus on my summer reading list. Uh, fingers crossed. Anyway, today's uh, episode, uh, like I said, it's uh, about my highlights and lesson learned from the book, uh, The Richest Man in Babylon. And this happens to fall in my personal finance category. And the motivation behind this was uh, from the recent article that I published on five awesome ways to save more money. So based on the, the feedback comment that I received on the article, I realized the subject of money management is very important to not only my audience, but to wider uh, audience, to many people and I think we all can learn a thing of two from this great book. First, let me say this scene for you. The Richest Man in Babylon was a book. Uh, the book was published in 1926 and has since been revised several times thereafter. The book was about the richest man uh, in Babylon. The name of this man was Akkad. Akkad was not only rich, but also very generous. Everyone in Babylon knew and respected him. In Babylon then, most uh, people were struggling to make ends meet, but the few rich ones are getting richer. I know you understand this, but because this is happening in our time right now, the millionaires and billionaires are acquiring more and more, the middle class and the poor are struggling to make ends meet. So in Babylon, rather than people getting jealous of the few rich ones, the Babylonian people went to their king with their concern. And after some deliberation, they decided to consult with the uh, richest man, Akkad, that he should uh, teach the rest of, uh, of the citizens how to build wealth and the lesson from that uh, teaching is what i'll be sharing with you today but before we get into the lesson i have a few questions to ask you the first question is are you satisfied with the way you currently manage your money uh, number two are you confident that you can retire comfortably someday if you have answered no to any of those questions, then this lesson is for you. This lesson will be important in helping you to get back on track. And uh, because of you, I've made a show notes. I'll encourage you to refer to the show notes and print a copy so that it will be handy for you. And so without further ado, let's take a deep dive into my five key 
take away from the richest man in Babylon. Lesson one is pay yourself first. When you hear pay yourself first, uh, I'm sure many people uh, will know and understand this concept. But if you don't, the idea of pay yourself first is all about making sure that you have some amount of your income saved. That means you should have some savings. And based on this book, uh, it recommends keeping one-tenth of your income and save it for the future. You must decide that a part of all you earn is for you to keep. This is very, very important. This is crucial and this will help you to accumulate wealth. So, for example, if you earn $1,000 every month, you must ensure that you keep $100 for yourself and plan your budget around the remaining $900. So, really, the question now is uh, why 10%? Why do we need to save uh, some money? And uh, the goal of this particular lesson is that if you keep saving money, if you keep keeping a certain percentage, 10% in this case, in some form of savings, over time you'll be able to accumulate more money. For example, if you save $100 each month, by 10th month you would have saved your uh, one month income, that's if you are on a $1,000 income per month. So if you save ten, if you save hundred dollar each month in ten months, you have your one month income basically. So uh, what do you do with this money? In our day and time, there are multiple forms of investment that can generate good returns to you. Personally, I invest in real estate and mutual fund. I select mutual fund that generates an average of about 10% uh, every year. I'm sure you know this already. Stock markets do crash from time to time, but in the long run, in the United States, you'll still be able to make good returns if you stay in the market, if you stay committed. I tend to stay away from uh, single stock because of the associated risk. For example, if you had invested in Toya Toys are us. Uh, the company is now bankrupt. That means you lose all your money. So mutual fund uh, is a form of investment that lets you diversify. Uh, real estate is also a very good form of investment, uh, but uh, you have to be careful here. I don't want you to leverage or go into debt in order to get into the real estate business. So if you can, I would uh, strongly advise that you buy with cash. So uh, to round this up, if you continue to invest for a long period of time, say 30 years, a time will come, your investment will be able to generate enough return that should be sufficient to replace your salary. At this point, you can consider yourself as being financially free. That's lesson one. Pay yourself first. 
So we move on to lesson number two, control your expenses. The challenge for most people here is how can they save one-tenth of their income when their entire income is not even sufficient to pay for their expenses. I've been in this uh, boat before. I've been in uh, a situation where my uh, take-home is not sufficient for me to to last all through the month. But uh, it took some more hard work, uh, more focus, and cutting out uh, some unnecessary expenses for me to get back on track. So my advice for you is to do the same. Find ways to save money, uh, cut down expenses. If you, again, go to my uh, blog, uh, Five Ways to Save More Money, you'll get uh, some wholesome ideas on how you can cut down on unnecessary expenses. The goal of this lesson, of this lesson two, is to ensure that you are living within your means. You must have a budget and ensure that you keep to your budget. Because really, your budget is like a GPS that will tell your money where to go at the end of each month. You know what happens when you don't follow your GPS? You get in trouble. In the same way, when you don't uh, keep to budgets, you, you are going to go into debt and you end up being broke. So... Again, here, uh, control your expenses. It's about cutting down on unnecessary expenses. Don't try to keep up with the Joneses. Don't buy a new car because your colleague uh, just bought one. Don't move into a new house at uh, an expensive neighborhood just because your friend moved there. In my book, Winner's Ways, I wrote about the need to discard the Joneses and stay true to your mission. Get my book, Winner's Ways, uh, um, on Amazon. You are going to learn a lot of um, uh, lessons about how to discard the Joneses. Number three lesson, make your money work for you. So, uh, when we start saving uh, a portion of our income each month, and we put that money in some form of investment, the investment, hopefully, if you have it in good uh, type of investment, the investment will generate children. Uh, That's returns. That's interest on your money. And... You won't spend that interest. You will let that interest also work for you. Again, there are many forms of investment where you can keep your money. You just have to look and do your homework. Uh, make sure you the investment you are putting your money in, you have good knowledge about that investment. Don't gamble uh, on your money or with your money. Find good investment with long track record and put your money in this type of investment. The goal of this uh, lesson is to ensure that you are getting great returns on your investments. Compound interest has been known as the eighth wonder of the world, so take advantage of it. 
For example, let's say uh, you are investing $10,000 every year. Your investment is $10,000 at the end of year one. If you earn an interest of 10%, in the beginning of year one, year two, you have $11,000 because 10% on $10,000 investment is $1,000. $1,000 plus $10,000 will give you $11,000. So in year two, again, you save another $10,000. Now, notice this. You've saved $20,000 so far, but it's not only $20,000 that is working for you. The interest on the on your money in the first year that's $1,000 is also working for you. So now you have $21,000 working for you. And guess what? At the end of year two, you would have $23,100 if you can still achieve your 10% return. So compound interest is your friend. Let it work for you. So again, lesson number three is make your money work for you moving on lesson number four protect your money from loss we must first secure small amounts and learn to protect them before god can entrust us with larger amounts the first core principle of investment is the security of the principal. Don't take unnecessary risk if you are not sure that your money will be protected. Consult and reach out to people with knowledge that can help guide you in terms of where to put your money into. So for most people, especially the very rich ones, they have uh, financial advisors that guide them, that mentor them and show them how to get great returns. So uh, protect, make sure that your money is protected from loss. The goal of this lesson is to ensure that you do not put your money into what you do not have any knowledge about. Before you invest your money in anything, do your research to acquire some knowledge. Before you start a business, you should perform feasibility study. Money slips away from the man who invests it in business or purposes with which he is not familiar. So seek knowledge. Ensure that your money is protected from loss. And so the final lesson, lesson number five, increase your ability to earn. The best way we can increase our earning is by investing in ourselves. We can do that by continually learning and striving to develop ourselves. Work hard, look for opportunities, educate yourself. In today's market, college education is one of the best investments you can make. I'm not saying in any way that college is the only way to get wealthy or build income far from it but i'm just saying it will give you a leg up college is not a requirement to be successful but it sure opens doors to greater possibilities 
The key takeaway here is you must try for continuous improvements. If you start a job, uh, you got employed, you must continue to learn, work hard, so that you can earn promotion, so that you can um, earn more salaries, and your and improve your skills, and you'll be able to take on more challenging role and even make more money. You can also find problem around you and develop solutions so that you'll be helping people uh, solve their pressing needs and in return, they will pay you for solving their problem. For example, Brian Chesky, Joe Gebia, and Nathan Lechazinski came together to solve problem of accommodation by starting Airbnb. They made billions of dollars in the process. In the same way, Travis Kalanick and Garrett Camp came together to solve the problem of lack of affordable transportation by starting a ride-sharing company, Uber. They made money in the process as well. There are still tons of problems around us in our society. I know it takes a lot. We all have to look and deliberate to find and solve a problem. That way, we'll be able to help people and that way, we'll be able to earn more money and increase our chances of making money. In conclusion, uh, today I hope I've been able to serve you and uh, impart you with knowledge about how to build wealth uh, based on the strategies and principles from the richest man in Babylon. We all need to be a good steward of our resources and uh, hopefully if we manage it very well, the money we are making will last longer. It is time to stop living paycheck to paycheck. It is time to make your money work for you. The money rule highlighted in this book is simple, yet so many people ignore this rule. Practice the rule laid out in this book and you'll soon be on your way to grow to grow and uh, to growth and financial prosperity just a recap the lesson that I've uh, shared with you is lesson one you must always pay yourself first that's keep certain amount of your money as savings lesson number two control your expenses don't buy uh, what you can't afford don't keep up with the Joneses. Lesson number three, make your money work for you. And you can do this by finding good form of investment that will give you great returns and put your money in it. Lesson number four, protect your money from loss. And lesson number five, increase your ability to earn. And it's a wrap. I hope these five lessons I've learned from the richest man in Babylon have given you a new perspective on how to manage and win with your money. So till next time when we come together again, have a fantastic day and still enjoy the remaining summer if you are here in uh, Texas. Now go win. This is your host, Bola Halabi. Bye. And thank you for listening.